listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. A one and two and three and four and get them set us right in. Tuck your tummy tight and do your crunches like this. this. Give head, stop, breathe. Get up, check what? Some, 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 get check your weed. Oh, that was I was going like, lyrics, that's not right. These lyrics are not right. Okay. Don't drop the bun, disrespect the weed. Pick up your son, don't disrespect the seed. It's a party tonight. tonight. Oh, she's so excited. Tell me who's invited. You, your friends, and, and my dick. dick. That's scary to me. Well, he didn't make girls look like Holly Berry to me, so excuse me, miss. miss. I forgot your name. Thank you, God bless you. Good night. I, I came. came. I, I came. came. I came. It's been a week without, without me. When I feel weak without, without you. Anyway. Hey, welcome to the Blackout <laughs> Tips Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And we're live on a Wednesday. And mm-hmm. we're just trying to work it out. Come work on. Work it out. Work it out. That's another one of them songs you kill yourself if if you actually try to exercise to it. Mm, that's a good point. Because I have tried. You'd be like, I can't keep up with the beat. Yeah, plus he got a lot of instructions right can't do all that stuff at the same time give head stop breathe i mean come on you just told me to do crunches come on and i'm supposed to be smoking weed through this whole thing i mean Kanye. and, and check my weave i mean this is a lot of a lot of stuff mm. if you can do all that of course you're gonna be fit of course uh the blackout tips you can be fine we can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic just search all those places leave us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher we appreciate everybody that takes time out to do that that of course keeps our show elevated on itunes and stitcher when it comes to recommendations when it comes to seeing like us promoted with other podcasts that are kind of in our same lane mm-hmm. uh these are things that are relevant to their algorithm that's why we ask for it in addition to that it lets us know that you guys like what we're doing you're listening um you're contributing we want people to feel like they're a part of this so when we encourage people to leave five star reviews like it's it's it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff we love positive reaffirming uh um, we do you know too much stuff is put into uh um uh too much i think too much emphasis is put on creative lanes about criticism accepting criticism and people being critical come on um oftentimes unqualified criticism oftentimes right. unreasonable shit, shit you can't change oftentimes harsh critique right um, some people just fucking mean yeah people a lot of times hide behind that shit or whatever but um look i'm not I, I i'll be honest i don't really want all that negative uh critique around me i'll be um, the first one to tell you you can keep that bullshit yeah i got friends and and loved ones and people i trust that listen to this that you know if they want to hit me up they are much more gentle about their shit they're much more um right you know like respectful and shit like that as i would be if i were to approach someone about what they do and how most people would be if you see people online because the thing that trips me out about social media particularly because they you know that's where most of the interactions are uh that are harsh and just over the top you're like yo you wouldn't talk to me like this if you were face to face with me yeah it just didn't have to be that way but my point being five star reviews kind of help us avoid all that because one you're leaving five stars that's a positive thing on the algorithm two you're leaving us some words you're letting us know what you think Mm -hmm. if if you like it what you like about it um and things of that nature and we encourage you guys to get involved and let me just extend it don't just leave five star reviews for us leave them for the other podcasts you enjoy as well come on takes a few minutes it's a little bit of your time i understand that but um 
it's also a great way to help out a show without having to spend a, a dollar on it and, right and, absolutely free um and it elevates those shows um so and and, they, and i'm sure the people of the other podcasts that listen to you would love to that you listen to would love to hear from you and love to read your five-star reviews and let them know they're in the right direction come on oh speaking of which uh sometimes we get reviews from outside the united states it takes a few extra days for us to like get those yes and we did get one from canada yay this is uh called canadian privilege five stars by fried chicken niqua i like that name who says if i was told i could listen to only one podcast for the rest of my life the blackout test is the first and only podcast i would choose wow thank you thank you both for being so knowledgeable and so real you have taught me so much i may be plump a plump pansexual uh black nerdy woman living with major depression and anxiety but i'm fully aware of my privilege having been born able-bodied in montreal uh pronounced montreal oh i didn't know that uh canada at uh to the most living uh mom you can imagine this is a thinking person's podcast do yourself a favor oh i love when y'all throw that you in there from across the just blah, damn, take yes! this uh you do yourself a favor and give it a listen thank you that's very kind of you thank you baby and see that little boost right there man like that's this thing to put the battery in your back to be like yo man let me go do this podcast and uh celebrate you know and, and enjoy and give people something else to look forward to because i'm gonna tell you something else guys as a creative for me personally yeah i get in my head sometimes i'm like why the fuck anybody want him what i gotta say <laughs> about the same shit that everybody else already talked about and I, I think everybody does that but what i've come to realize when it comes to a lot of things people listen for you and i think that everybody assumes that everybody has the same opinions sometimes we do sometimes we don't but even if we do there's still gonna be different opinions within the agreements you know, because the thing is, people come to hear our voices because our voices matter to them. Just like people go to other podcasts to hear their voices on the same things. You know, sometimes certain topics people just say, well, I'm not going to cover it because everybody talked about it. But what you better realize, your listening audience actually wants to hear what you have to say about said topic. Yeah, like I said, it just gets into my head sometimes. And, I understand. Uh, also, you know, other times it'll be like... Um, who am i doing this for you know if you're not getting feedback this is everybody who does this stuff if you're not getting feedback you start thinking like uh, what i'm doing is it important are people listening do people care is what i'm saying even relevant is even something that people feel like enlightened by or challenged by or any of this stuff you know because mm. uh, a lot of people are putting their stuff out into the void and it it, That's it, it true can now. cause a death of creativity a death of energy stuff like that um and we work hard you know like we work hard as fuck um yeah we do we're constantly putting stuff out um and uh not to mention all the technical stuff behind the scenes that i do at the site and all that stuff like so you know i i just want to encourage people that if you have it on your heart to drop five stars for somebody and i'm not just speaking for me i'm speaking for a lot of creative people right um you know that you consume that content you know you're uh especially now in this day and age when we're more interactive than ever you're talking to your favorite people on twitter and facebook and direct messaging them and all this type of shit but still haven't left a five-star review for them still haven't um you know shared their podcast to let people know what you're listening to you know think about it um and this is not to make you feel bad or anything but i'm just saying think about the efforts 
that we go through the efforts that we require of those that we support and then we turn around and just go thank you for the free shit and peace out you know so yep. five star review is free takes a little bit of time but you letting people know that you appreciate them and, and you're thankful for them uh so anyway just some, and and it actually does manifest it, it really does help it uh is it, it's, it's a tangible thing all right speaking of tangible things let's talk about people who gave us some money to talk about this podcast this podcast is sponsored oh wait first of all the official weapon of the show is the taser unofficial sport bullet ball and bullet ball extreme this podcast is sponsored by shadow dog productions maker of book crushers a new comedy web series for people who love to read and love to make fun of books and authors our trailer is now out please check it out and share uh like i said i will put it in the show notes it's already on the um uh on the last episode they sponsored it's already on our website i embedded it so you can literally go to the episode click on the video and watch the preview for it so um yeah once again liking their stuff sharing their stuff clicking a, a little thumbs up all the leaving a comment all these things help our show as well as an independent uh producer like shadow doll productions like dexter so um right make sure you guys take the time out to do that and then the last sponsor little bit sexier a little bit sexier um matter of fact let's give my man some props yeah let's uh leave your name and a brief message and i'll be sure to get back with you peace tell him i love you break it down yeah i want nobody else to hear the sound Love is a private affair Interrupt the flow No, then better not dare let me tell you who's trying to help you, you break it on down down yes adam and eve is trying to help you break it on down adam and eve is determined to help you break it on down in your bedroom okay <laughs> like it's never been broken down before come on and you won't be able to break it back up after Mm-mm. check this out go to adamandeve.com and you'll get 50 percent off of just about any item when you offer uh when you enter offer code tbgwt at the checkout code box mm-hmm. that's a great deal 50 percent off of just about anything okay we're talking look sexual toys okay you know what i'm saying we're talking about look, ergonomic uh pillows and stuff for your mm-hmm. positions in the bed we talking about swings. Um, swings and shit we talking about outfits lingerie uh we talking about videos like you know professionally produced dvds you know what i'm saying that come in a widescreen format to fit on your entire big ass tv not that 480p shit that you used to okay we talking about that <laughs> real shit all right adam and eve is giving you half off of that and you would think well that's enough rod damn i'm ready to type in the code right now well hold up player don't do it yet okay they still got some more shit if you act now they include their free big o kit and i don't want to give away no secrets but the o is for orgasm mm-hmm. it comes with climax gel and a mini vibrator but that's not all what i said that's not all y'all you would think that'd be enough they also want to give you free shipping okay free like Nicki minaj did for all the other rappers on streaming giving them freedom okay they are giving you free shipping they are the harriet tubman of sex toys okay all you got to do is put in code tbgwt at adamandeve.com pick out your one item 
put in the code get free shipping and you get the big old kit that's adamandeve.com code tbg wt take me out tevin you can tribute anybody you want we got to break it on down down Got to break it on down. Break it down, baby. I'm here to do work, baby. Just back when there was no innuendo in the song, like they just put straight up fucking underneath the the singing. Come on, like back back in the day, you know, like it was no like innuendo of like oh this part right here during the saxophone mm-mm, we mm-mm. break it in the, in the 90s mm-mm. it was like no you, no you hearing all the moans. we need porn sex sounds all the groans like put a woman in the booth and i want her just to sound like she is getting the shit fucked out of her they they did they did everything but the uh wet sounds right right like i want you to croon but in the background it's like oh in the, the whole time that he's singing this shit it's funny too because uh i think the best or worst example of this is actually um Oh, what was the dudes that remade ribbon in the sky uh intro was it let me see um them niggas had one <laughs> that song I, I casey said. and joe not casey jojo or uh, jodice had one like that too yeah um it was uh that that one was freak me yeah freak me was pretty yeah that was a pretty egregious one what was the one you talked about um i'm about to tell you right yeah it was intro that did it um um I'm trying to see what song oh it was come inside yes because see the radio version if you listen to that shit the radio version come inside is like four minutes yeah you the they, album version is eight minutes and ten seconds good god right it's got an intro to it hence their name this, i guess it's gonna get in the club keep in mind you just hit play on come inside because this is the single on the album you're like when is this shit gonna happen come on ain't no music A yet So that's let me come inside. Let me yes, get closer to the Yes, because I want you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, won't you come on in and show me just how much? It's five and a half minutes into the song, y'all. I like when you touch it. Yeah. First time I heard this shit, I was with my aunt and my mom. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? In the car, driving I know to was Atlanta. Like, what the hell is I was it? like, play this intro. I like this album. I like them because I knew Ribbon in the Sky, which I shameful shame on me i was a little kid though so fuck y'all but i didn't know that stevie wonder made that version made ribbon in the sky originally originally or whatever so i just was like oh this is the greatest song in my life and then you grow up and you're like these niggas just made somebody else great song it's like when you it's like when you get older and then you realize all puff daddy good songs is just remixes of the 80s good songs it'll fuck you up because you start hearing you be like that's my wait a minute this don't sound like no goddamn mary j blige who is this yeah, I just, just be, mad. I just be listening to uh to Puff Daddy and be like, actually, I just want to listen to Sting. Anyway, back yeah. to this. Mm. Yeah, baby. Oh, you know I like when you do that. <laughs> now y'all just picture my mom and aunt <laughs> in the car, getting quieter and quieter because they was just. 
talking and not really caring about the song right i didn't know this shit was on the tape right because you know you probably only heard the radio version right i didn't know this shit was on the tape i think i bought this in home base yeah they're like girl yeah what oh yes i did no wait a minute wait a minute and then of course uh it became quite obvious that come inside was a euphemism at this point in my life i think this is when i grew up and i just realized like oh this is what sex is about (laughs) don't know what sex is but apparently this is what it means apparently you want to put your wiener inside somebody and (laughs) And put something in them, and, and I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind, the name of the song was "Come Inside." They just took all the pretense out for three minutes. Like, Come on! no, 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 they won't understand what we're talking about. Okay, like we gotta really let them. Like, they're gonna listen. They're gonna be like, "What is come inside? What the house?" You know, ah! what I'm saying like, you want to come inside, get something to drink? No, 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 guys. We need to let them know we're talking about coming inside her vagina with our penis and leaving some sperm you're like okay okay oh. i know your mom and it was like girl yes you know we going down the road with these kids you know and uh what's happening girl do you hear that what, what is this mm-hmm. i'm just in the background beat red like what the fuck is this yeah you looking like i didn't notice y'all nobody told me and i think it was a tape too so it wasn't even not it's like, the tape so it's like can we just fast forward right you, you couldn't song. skip but you didn't have a cd where you could just skip the whole right. track we don't have to listen to this part by the way in my mind this part took 20 minutes like <laughs> i know y'all I know that ain't yes. right now i'm looking at the client the thing ticking down that said like two minutes left uh it felt like 50 to me <laughs> i know it did like, this is a feature lift movie <laughs> <laughs> like did you write this part down when you're making the song you're like here's the script for the breakdown of the sex or i, I don't do know you, like this are is you, the quiet storm version you know you're probably in bed by the time this version came well on. my question is like as a songwriter ah. are, you, are these lyrics or do the guy do you write a beautiful song called come inside and the next day the guys give it back to you like we finish and you go why is it eight minutes i gave <laughs> right? you a, a three and a half four minute song, song at what, what have you done to my beautiful songs <laughs> like when we add an intro we went into the club you're like okay maybe that counts for 45 seconds what are the rest of this three minutes oh well on the back end uh <laughs> we just added uh, we just did a porn scene without yeah, the video we just went ahead and added the entire afrocentrics uh porn scene uh to the to the whole thing so yeah you might i mean you, we think it's dope you should listen to it honey yeah shout out to columbia house with the one cent cds how long was they recording this shit was it like uh guys uh that was a good take one on it but uh i'm gonna need y'all to do it again do it again this time um can you you know a little maybe, bit more moaning not I, you're not convincing right now i need you to really like stick some fingers in the pussy uh to start to warm up I, I feel like you guys got through that too fast that was only three minutes i need you little, to take a little bit more groaning five minutes and 46 seconds of uh, more heavy this. breathing you know maybe stick your fingers in your mouth get close to the mic make a make some weird sounds you know some more panting yeah can i get some uh can you do this thing with your tongue like, can you get all up in the mic and do that maybe? Right! 
also notice no dick sucking come on guys this is not an amateur production we uh come on we do it all we are trying to get a number one hot r&b single and it's not gonna happen if there's no dick sucking on the on the breakdown uh near the end of the chorus so let's get let's get back in there guys give it a take two all right take two and since this audio there's no video this part right they gotta say everything oh yeah i'm eating that pussy right now girl oh oh boy you are really sucking on my labias all the way to the top baby yeah lick them nipples harder right oh man trying to bring this home on me (laughs) (laughs) it's going Like, no one's ever said that during sex, right? Come on! It's going down. Is anyone? Maybe, I don't know, maybe. See, that's, we kick on the, the millennials looking at us. Actually, <laughs> like, what's wrong with y'all actually, old people? I don't people. know who are the millennials. But the young See, you kids, picked at me the other day, like I said, I don't know. Am, I don't. I might be in the group, I might not. I don't it's know. It's up to like 38, I think. Anyway, the young people is looking at, at, at us like, but y'all say our music trash. Come on. We don't have five minutes of audio sex at the end of every track. Mm-mm to make it sexy <laughs> right put it that way Damn. watch your teeth <laughs> <laughs> hey you know it'll be funny what a, it'll be funny if they if that's the per- hilarious it'll be funny if the person in the booth doing the sex in- the sex uh interlude has never had sex before that would be so good ah. they're like oh yeah baby stick it in your belly button huh is what? that not what we no that's not what we mm. doing here oh yeah when you yeah, let wh- me what can fit in your better inside. button oh yeah I'm, I'm all up in your ear right now girl Mm-mm. if you let me <laughs> no if you let uh, can me we get somebody else some up up you're fired if you let what? me put my dick in your ear if you let me come inside no sir no, i sir. know babies come from the pee hole <laughs> Um, oh, no, the no, they don't, baby. What you doing? No, they don't come oh, from the pee yeah. hole. Oh, yeah, baby, am I in right now? Can you feel me? Wrong hole, fool. <laughs> if you let me put it in the wrong hole, if you let me come inside. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh, baby, I already came. It's yeah, only been sex, three is, seconds. sex is already an awkward thing anyway. It's just the end is just him be like, I'm so sorry. It's my first time. This never happens. If you let me right. try to get it back up, just let me come inside. inside. If I could maybe get a sandwich in like 20 minutes to, to rehydrate, <laughs> then maybe I can come inside. I just think you need to go, baby. Mm-hmm. Nah, baby. I, I, I really just need to stay. I just, mm-hmm. you got some Gatorade. I just need to get some electrolytes mm-hmm. in my system. Mm-hmm. If you let me get some no, electrolytes. No, I need somebody with some more experience, baby. You need to beat it. <laughs> then you can let me come inside. I know she was like, look, I'm too old for this. <laughs> she told him to turn over and now i'm like what well, what exactly is going on ah i mean how freaky was this what did i miss i didn't know nothing about sex at this time yeah you missed a lot sir you know and <laughs> you know in uh 2018 if this happened the same it'd be like turn over i'm gonna eat your ass if you turn over and let me eat these groceries i'm gonna come <laughs> inside, inside. 
I really feel like this part of the song played all the way from Charlotte to Atlanta that day. It was just like I bet it did in your mind. Like just the longest, and that was like fucking four four plus hour drive at least four hours. Like let me pretend to be asleep. I don't know what this is. <laughs> Nap time. Yeah, it was. I mean, look, that was some. That was the times. That was just. I don't. Do they even do that on? songs anymore i don't know i'm old i go over to bed before the quiet storm come on i don't even know if the quiet storm is still a thing i'm not talking about quiet storm i'm just saying we have more music at our fingertips than ever correct a lot of songs you know mm-hmm. beyonce's never had an intro or outro of just like you know and this is what it sounds like when i toss somebody salad or nothing like did that just die out is my question you know like do we do that anymore is there you know it's like future doing that uh on his albums you know i know the diplomats just have a hundred interludes of calling women and disrespecting them in voicemails and shit yeah that that literally used to be a thing like particularly with rap albums you couldn't have a rap album without some form of interlude yeah so i, I don't know man just it's something i wonder about like uh, and it was the art to it too especially if they were good oh for sure like i said i, I remember um well another egregious one was uh nori had one about getting head Oh, um, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, yeah, I'm even not gonna ask you, yo, but don't you just bless the god or something, baby? I'm buffy, you know? Tell her I'm back. All right, yo, stop rushing me. I'm gonna turn over, though. Tell her I'm back. All right, what up, yo? What up? What up? Never heard oh, yo, deep though, yo. Oh, okay. Take the whole, the whole genre of song. In the nineties, suck my balls, suck my balls, yo. Oh, squeeze my sack, yo. Oh, yo, Reese, yo. Shit, yo, suck my dick, yo. Take that, yo, deep though. Oh, 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 shit, yo, yo, yo. Shit, yo, t- oh. Now I'm just thinking to myself, see, as an audio professional, this nigga went in the booth and had to record this. He was not getting his dicks up. So you just had to do like randomly on Nori's album, do a minute of what does it sound like when you are getting your dick sucked acting? It's just voice acting for no reason. <laughs> what is that? It has That's no, a like, lot of hard voice acting. Like. It's not like the song Head uh, would not be good come on if we heard once the song getting head in the whip but not crashing it like it's not like if we heard that song without the interlude we'd be like i just don't understand what the song is about getting what kind of head in the whip uh <laughs> if only there was a minute intro of someone getting their fake dick sucked in a fake room by a fake woman if only that was happening then i yes, would yes and we don't want to love these songs uh yeah no it's just anyway i don't know how that's a big tangent anyway adamandeve.com uh all right <laughs> before we uh move on i know we didn't do a show yesterday mm-hmm. and y'all it was senior citizens day guys international senior citizens day and, uh, oh, it was? yeah it was and i oh, just okay. wanted to respect the senior citizens i hope everybody took the time out to you know talk to the people and they liked the senior citizens yesterday you know just a brief reminder but what were you gonna say <laughs> well i felt like a senior citizen um uh because my gums was irritated so i was like you know what let's let's just chill because i was like i'm going to the dentist uh tomorrow because i had an irritation in my gums and it been bothering me for the past few days and i didn't want it to get worse <clears throat> so uh i made a den i made an appointment for the dentist 
and uh when i went in uh it was like some inflammation uh my gums were irritated around two of my teeth and i couldn't figure out you know what was happening and i know i just got my braces out so i was trying to figure out what was happening and when i sat down in the chair she looked at it x-rays and things like that the very first thing she asked me she was like do you eat popcorn i was like yes we we go to the movies every week because we normally review movies like yes i eat popcorn all the time and she was like well uh popcorn has like the the little hard little husk inside the popcorn she was saying tiny pieces periodically get caught in people's gums like up underneath the gums and when that happens it irritates the gums and she was saying once it irritates the gums she said a lot of times we have to go and we have to pluck it out and then she also said that people have actually broke and chipped their tooth their teeth off of like biting down on kernels i was looking at her like what i did not know this she was like yeah so they did it and i i had actually brushed uh the little piece that was in my gums out but it was still inflamed and that bitch would holler and scream like my mouth was like hey 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 um i'm hurting um hey you better you better pay me attention like it it didn't matter what i did and um i didn't realize i used an electronic toothbrush and so the one i had i never paid any attention but uh the bristles on it was kind of hard and so she was saying that uh, whenever you um brush your teeth with uh, electronic toothbrushes i didn't notice she said you actually supposed to let the toothbrush do the brushing you actually just supposed to hold it but in addition to hold it i run i actually moved too and she said you could be over brushing and she said that also irritated your gums so today i went and i upgraded my toothbrush to a uh, sonicare and i looked at the price i was like mm, mm, it's kind of up there but i'm glad i did um i think it's a good investment and in, in, in this one it's a smart one because it actually lets you know when the head needs to be changed it actually uh does like the two four minutes with the quadrants or whatever that you haven't officially used is. it yet right Mm-mm. okay Mm-mm. i bought one today so because i was like well if i'm going to upgrade because i didn't i don't i, I didn't want to have a manual uh toothbrush but i want i didn't want uh a toothbrush that was going to irritate my mouth because i actually i don't know it's like riding in the car with leather seats i was like look i'm not going back to the cotton i, I like leather seats so i was like i want a nice nice toothbrush so um i bought a sonicare and i actually really like it i'm actually using it for the first time tomorrow and uh they actually gave me like a mouthwash to actually uh uh clear up the irritation in my gums and and it actually works i, I first time i used today and i could actually instantly tell it was kind of healing it from yeah the- it's not like a regular like, mouthwash they didn't give it to you at the dentist we had to go to a pharmacy and they didn't even have all the stuff at like a cvs or whatever Mm-mm. we had to go to like this old timey folks pharmacy right uh to get it um um but yeah it was uh i don't know what's in it but i don't know what's in it but it's it, like a 25 dollar mouthwash right and it was like duke's formula i was like oh y'all done stole this from uncle duke somewhere and and, ca- and said we're gonna use this form that that's why the insurance don't cover all of it because they were like fuck we don't know who mr duke is and no we're not covering whatever herb he using in here um yeah uh also i guess yesterday since we have a shot and talk about it but i woke up in the morning there was a snake in our um in our bathroom it's a little tiny like baby snake like it like it was uh like worm size or something you know like i'm trying to think maybe uh i would say it was really thin uh 
and probably about three to four inches long um like uh and you know i was just sitting there like i think i <laughs> i went to use the bathroom and i was sitting on the toilet and i just looked at the floor and i was like that was like a fucking snake <laughs> <laughs> underneath the mat glad you found it and not me underneath the mat by the uh sink and it was like such a small snake i was like yeah i'm pretty sure that is a little tiny ass snake um and i think you had gone to work or whatever mm-hmm. um and so i was like okay what am i gonna do i don't know shit about snakes how to catch them if it's poisonous what kind of snake it is Mm-mm. so i made sure to take a picture of it because i know a lot of times when you don't take a picture of it um you don't know what the fuck kind of snake it was you know if i want to like and i know like certain snakes are more like if it is a poisonous snake they're more poisonous when uh they're tiny but i didn't expect it would be poisonous because very low percentage chance that uh uh we one we don't have that many poison snakes in in north carolina Mm-mm. uh of uh, the <clears throat> ones we do have it's like uh i think we have like a uh copperhead is probably the most venomous one and they are more venomous when they're small so um you know i was like okay just want to make sure it's not that uh and they look and snakes look different when they're babies than when they do as adults a lot of times okay i didn't know this yeah um i don't know it looked more like it was a rat snake to me which is a more common snake it grows up to be like a black snake uh some people might be familiar with those okay uh so i took a picture of it and then um i went and got a bucket um is and a broom to see if i could guide it into that but then before i was gonna do that i was like wait well, if the shit gets away, I'm gonna spray this shit with some wild spray because that's why I use to kill that lizard. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know we have a strong policy of I don't give a fuck Mm-mm. what who you are, what you are. If you don't pay rent in here, you gotta you can, go. You can't live here. It's the death penalty. Okay. No, you don't pay if your name not on the lease. You got to fucking go. So it was it's the death penalty for the snake. So I uh, sprayed that shit with the with the wasp spray and um it was just sitting there in the wasp spray and i was like okay now i'm gonna try to use the broom to like maybe sweep it towards the bucket put it in the bucket and i'll just take it outside um so i go to sweep it with the broom this shit run like slides off into a crevice a tiny crevice like maybe less than a like a dime's width not not the face of it but the side of it right slides into the wall i was like the fuck like <laughs> it just went right between the cabinet and the wall it's like what the is that where the fuck it came from is that how it got in my house you know i know it's sprayed with that wasp spray so it's gonna die i made sure to google that shit um and i took a picture of it and put it on the internet i was like what the fuck am i supposed to do um and i forgot to tell everybody i sprayed it with wasp spray but whatever um and so um you know first of all never ask the internet what you're supposed to do about a snake in your house mm-mm, mm-mm. uh baby snake or not because 99 percent of the responses uh from the negroes who follow me were burn the house down come on one it's an apartment i can't burn it down we just renewed the lease so i'm stuck here for a year um and then two um you know while that might be funny you know that's not an option it's like move i'm like well i'm not doing that either for a fucking baby snake and then that so that was bad enough you know the people with the same joke three thousand times i'm talking about my mentions lit up didn't they it was i muted the whole fucking conversation the replies to the conversation it was 
and like it was the one time that all of a sudden all the famous people who follow me but never retweet me uh i had to come in <laughs> all of a sudden it's like jamel hill wants to say something fonte wants to say something reagan gomez wants and to say so something. it's in their timeline so 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 it brings other people yeah right like everybody that's black in america knew i had a baby snake in my house in the <laughs> wall somewhere um and so uh then um i was like all right all right calm down rod like it's weird i never really panicked i think that, maybe that's what 40 is i don't know like you, you start getting close to 40 you just like it's a fucking baby snake it's not gonna do anything um <laughs> that's what you say okay all right well it is a fucking baby snake and it's not gonna do anything that, um, that that's true but when you say calm down i don't know how i would have respond but i don't think oh I'd well it was me i'm just telling you cool. how i responded maybe this is maybe this is for me but um you know plus likes anyway so it crawled into the wall i had already sprayed it so i know it's gonna die it takes a while for wild spray to kill a, a small uh animal like the reptile like that but it does kill them um now i'm sorry the other part of people that were just getting on my fucking nerves all the uh all of a sudden animals rights activist niggas that was like just talk to the snake like it's a person or some shit what? yeah i'll just ask you to leave my house man fuck you oh uh, well what i would do is just let it stay in my house nigga you let snakes stay in your house i would never come to your crib ever are you serious just snakes roaming free in your crib you ain't got it in the you cage. nasty ass weird person who does that yeah that's my rat snake over there don't worry about him he's just sitting over there watching us watching insecure no i won't come here and if you have a house with snakes in it you better fucking tell me before you invite me over because i will fuck you up if i got your snake in your house and you try to act like that's some normal ass right, shit just slithering past my feet and i'm supposed to be cool with it weirdos oh my god like snakes moting over your house and shit what's wrong with y'all anyway um so people was like yeah i would just let it stay i was like yeah because it's not in your fucking house i guarantee none of your houses have fucking snakes living there you fucking liars you weird fucking liars and if you do is it's kept is in some form of a captivity right well it's more scared of you than you're scared of it well okay cool man um can you talk it into the bucket you know the people call animal control if i call animal control for a three-inch snake they gonna laugh my ass out of the fucking apartment building not to mention this shit is in the wall now what they gonna do take apart my fucking wall they're gonna they're gonna get there they're gonna go where's the snake gonna say it's it crawled in the fucking wall they're gonna be like yeah well okay what, what the fuck you want me to do i like a fucking electrician good luck so uh what i did instead was i went and got some like traps and shit for snakes like glue traps and shit um um because one i think is dead but my thing was what happened was people made me paranoid because they was like what if it's a baby snake and like the mama laid a nest of snakes in your wall i'm like for real that could happen and you know everything i looked up was like no it can't but Uh, uh, that uh, was just uh, it was a hive of bad information so i was like well just in fucking case i don't know i don't know the rules of snakes you know but snakes aren't really like um motherly creatures like they don't take care of their fucking snakes like they you know snakes the snakes are like the bad kids in minister society and shit <laughs> ah like get your fucking snakes out the street you know so apparently like the mom doesn't lay a nest of snakes and then just watch over them niggas forever it's like you better get out of here for i eat you i'm kind of hungry i just gave birth uh-huh. um you know they just hatch some eggs and, and and fucking like crawl off they don't even like sit over their eggs and warm them or nothing they just, oh, don't have no body temperature right so it's probably just by itself somehow it's got in through that hole in the but that fucking slither of a 
sliver of a hole between the fucking cabinet and the and the fucking wall that i'm just and which makes sense because sometimes we'll see millipedes in our house like once like once every month or two mm-hmm. i see a millipede and i'm like how the fuck did you get in my house right because at first i thought it was coming up the drain yeah like are you, yeah are you crawling up but see millipedes aren't like they're not like house centipedes they're not athletic they're like they can't r- jump they don't move fast they like they're, they're like they're whack as fuck dog they like <laughs> so i'm i'm like how what are you doing because it's like you're obviously crawling in like are you crawling under the door like what the fuck are you doing to get in my house you know and they just be in the house chilling like mm, dude like i don't think they bite or anything mm, they move slow they're not poisons and like i just always use the fucking dust pan from the uh from the uh broom and just put it underneath them they crawl right on top of it and right i'll dump the ass right in the trash and be like going outside um but yeah it's it's like but those motherfuckers like i'm like how are they getting in and i'm wondering if that was it like something like that right um anyway man so um then i so i I put in a um request to the maintenance people like y'all niggas need to come fix this fucking hole in this wall what the fuck um and i put down and then i went to um to home depot bought some glue traps put them down in the house really just more for peace of mind because i don't expect to catch anything on them like that snake is long gone and dead but i was like you know just in case shit the most you might catch is my foot for me fucking forgetting this down there some um, shit. be careful those things it'll make your foot go to sleep <laughs> right so i'll be sure to look down yeah because one time i when the first time we had that mouse in our house two three years ago and i caught that mouse i touched one of those glue traps trying to like just with my finger trying to like put it down i didn't mean to mm-hmm. and then my finger my finger was numb for a minute i was like she tried to kill my finger <laughs> talking about no insta kill okay <laughs> well instantly yeah, i'm not my a rat finger. but if I, if I land on that shit i'm dead <laughs> come um, on anyway so i put it down you know and they said leave them in the house for a few days the traps and then move them around if you don't catch anything whatever i don't expect to catch anything but i just did it anyway um because just that that shit was just weird um but yeah it didn't freak me out or anything like i still use use the same bathroom all that stuff i don't think is gonna happen again but uh then uh the maintenance people came and they coughed over the whole day and he was like i'm sorry man i was like it's all good it's like it's not like you did it right how would you know nobody would have known that it could have scored it could have fit through that now i did get super paranoid from i just started googling everything because I, anything snake related i was just like let me look this shit up like what's going on um and the probably the biggest one that was weird to me was um because also people was just going over snake stories and shit in my mentions on facebook and instagram <laughs> and twitter and shit i was like i should have never told y'all um but one person was like yeah um one time we had a snake and it was a mama snake and it gave birth to some snakes and i went into the my um closet and i seen it was crawling into my boot just just like like the mama snake was crawling into my boot so i put a towel in the boot and like to trap it in there called my husband told him to come in take care of the snake and i was like why would you tell me that ah like i just want you to be prepared in case i'm like no i there's no way to be prepared for any of what you just told me and now i'm like is this just like a mama fucking snake living in my shoes like right do i need to dump all my shoes out now like what kind of shit is this man um like you know that like if he was just doing shit to make me paranoid and shit uh, 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 which uh, uh, the uh, biggest uh, uh, assholes on the planet 
um so it's just a bunch of unhelpful ass like people just stressing me out and making me uh you know paranoid about snakes and shit um shout out to shout out to all my twitter followers and facebook jokesters and shit um but yeah so that was kind of that was my day just trapping snakes trying trying to get them out my house and stuff um so anyway that happened people was like what happened with the snake and I, that's it that's the update and it was people get a mongoose uh get a cat get a this i'm like for what you know like one how the cat gonna know the fucking snake is in the bathroom like this like the cats got fucking six cents they don't give a fuck about that shit like get the fuck out of my face um you know like like and, that, and that's something else i gotta take care of Mm-mm. right and also i gotta fucking clean up the mongoose Mm-mm. fight this is why we don't have no animals like Mm-mm. get the fuck out of here i will spray that shit with a wasp spray because it kills everything yeah ain't neither one like, of get the fuck you are escorted off the premises homie come on get in. yourself out or i will get you out those are the choices neither one of us got a litter box yeah by the way that wasp spray kills like um venomous rattlesnakes that's what i looked it up and uh police departments were actually giving their uh police officers rat uh wasp spray to kill rattlesnakes so they didn't have to get right up on the rattlesnake and you know try to shoot it or hit it with something right um so yeah it was it was kind of um you know it was it was kind of just a harrowing experience quote unquote but i was proud of myself for staying calm through the whole thing i'm proud of you too um because like i said it was such a tiny fucking snake and if i would have known that i could if if i would have felt confident that there was a way to get it into um like the bucket or something without because i did try to get it in that bucket but if i, if I would have been confident like i'm there's a way to get this shit in this bucket without like harming it i really would have tried to be honest but it's a fucking snake and it's, it's a, a animal it's not you know this is not a fucking like person or some shit like i hate how people were talking like you know you could just walk up to an yeah, animal whisperer fucking white people man they're just talking like you can just fucking walk up to it and be like hey hey snake buddy hey i know we don't know each other and you're probably scared you're in this big house you're not supposed to be here but if you wouldn't mind hop in the bucket i'll transfer you outside you go out in the woods and you have some fun all right buddy like that's not how the fuck that shit was gonna work it's a fucking snake dog and i don't come from snake country and i don't hang with snakes all right i don't even like snake people of course i'm not gonna like a snake snake ah you know i don't want to keep a snake pet oh now you got a little pet why don't you name it ha 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 pet d's get the fuck out of my mentions uh, weirdos uh, fucking weirdos uh, 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 oh my god uh, <laughs> they were the worst uh and the ladies today uh one of the ladies suggested about popcorn she was like well, i don't eat popcorn you know because she was like uh, my daughter don't eat popcorn but she was talking about like a popcorn substitute called uh pirate booty and i was like okay i'll try it but you know it's probably not it probably tastes nothing like popcorn all right well i'm just adding that in there when you're talking about useless information mm-hmm yep yeah somebody wrote the show this week and told me um i need to tell you all my random thoughts before we go on the air because sometimes mm-hmm. you just go off on tangents and talk about stuff and they feel like you look stupid because you ruining the random thoughts mm-hmm they wrote that as a comment into the show and you know what i gotta say about that one that's the fun of the random thoughts is that i don't know what the fuck 
karen gonna say and she don't know what i'm gonna say two um i don't like she's just reacting with the audience um and three karen's become so vocal over the course of this podcast um and i think that's the beauty of the show is that karen just does what the fuck she wants like i have plans and stuff in my head to go one way but karen like i like that you're vocal i like that you're uh confident in your point of view you're confident in your in in what's funny to you you're confident in your stories and a lot of times what people don't realize about the random thoughts thing the random thoughts thing is very hard when there's no reaction from the other person like you're not just, it is like i like we i need the feedback i need to bounce off because i need to know that this is connecting and making sense and a lot of times it's about timing and you allow me time to build up the joke so even if the joke becomes quote-unquote ruined or you beat the punchline <laughs> then that's the new joke like this is all fucking freestyle right here y'all are listening to because my mind is processing the whole time too so you don't have to explain i'm saying like this is there's no need to explain it should be fucking apparent you know what i mean right. like this is uh watching you know two people try to throw an alley-oop on the break right mm-hmm. it's, it's jazz baby it's jazz and i don't want to do a scripted ass stoic show like so many other shows where it's stilted and you can tell they got like pre-responses responses and it's all planned out and i'll say this and then you say that and we're gonna cut out this this air time in the audio and we're gonna do this like no nah, man we just you're listening to me and my wife talk about the shit that we think about and the shit that we read about and that's it that's all you get as a promise and karen does not look stupid she just doesn't know where i'm going with the joke because nobody knows where i'm going with the fucking joke <laughs> so that's the point you know like i don't i don't want to do uh somebody else's show i like this show and sometimes it comes together and it's beautiful and sometimes it comes together and it's awkward but it's always real and even when it's awkward it's still something beautiful and funny about that mm-hmm. so chill the fuck out i'm sorry to jump in your business uh before we even get to the feedback show but i was like who the fuck are you talking about stupid that she don't look stupid like stop putting that shit stop putting your perception on the show like that's a weird thing to say all right buddy you gotta watch you gotta watch it man anyway and guess what you don't have to listen yeah well the other thing too is karen um one of the things that makes you so funny is that you don't really care about certain shit Mm -mm. in the way that other people care about it and it kind of people will let an ego ruin a joke so fast yes it's like i don't want to look this way i don't want to be the i never want to be the butt of the joke i never want to be the straight man to a joke i never want to be the person that delivers a punchline that's not funny i never want to deliver a pun that doesn't you know like puns are this and that and karen's is kind of like i'm with everything let's go and that's what makes it fun you know and sometimes the random thoughts aren't always jokes Mm-mm. you know so um you know it kind of helps that so yeah you know i'm not trying to say anything mean to the person but Mm -hmm. i just wanted to reiterate like that's kind of ridiculous like karen's here uh to karen's here as half of the show and it's not just the same way when she does random thoughts which has been a while but she'll do random thoughts sometimes like i'm not gonna be up here stepping on them or telling her that uh you know like or acting like i know where she's going with it when i you know i don't know we'll see we'll get that together you know that's her thing she'll just 
jump on the she'll just jump on the on the track and do a guitar solo sometimes <laughs> and i and that's and then that's fun too we just we just bounce off of each other it's yes and not no but all right <laughs> yeah because my my mind ticks all kind of like i said i haven't done that in a while periodically shit will happen and i'll just jot it down sometimes and come in with surrender thoughts yeah i haven't done that in a while yeah but you know my point being like we're here to support each other so um you know and 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 it would be kind of corny to do in my opinion it wouldn't be authentic to the show to start doing random thoughts with karen knows all the jokes and all that shit because then in fact i don't want if know. she laughs then it's not a genuine moment if she's laughing it, I, I don't know y'all can't hear when when somebody's show is fake is it just me i listen right. to a lot of podcasts and i can tell when it ain't real and i yeah you can tell when it's just i can so, tell when they don't like each other you can tell when they don't get along you can tell well you can tell when it's just heavily edited and manufactured to like i say this you say that then you say this and then it's like well just read a script nigga i don't want to hear this um all right let's get into the news uh so lovey uh ajayi i think that's right it was ajayi yay uh awesomely lovey y'all know her she uh wrote a whole essay about that whole um twitter dragon she experienced from saying that tevin campbell basically did not have the range hold on before you go on huh i'm sorry the more i'm thinking about it Mm -hmm. uh well, yeah, you you said enough, but something else I'm gonna say on top of this, dog. Just so you know, and you probably know this, I'm not stupid, right? And the more and more I thought about what you said, I'm not stupid. Um, you listen to me, I don't listen to you, and I mean I hate to keep it real like this, dog. You come over here, um, and like I said before, and I meant it. You don't have to listen. It's always optional yeah it's such a like i'm trying not to take it personal but it's such an insulting turn of phrase to even phrase it the way that it was phrased you know like i can go find the exact comment but it was just kind of like nah like you it's almost like that dan levitar thing you don't get the show like the that like okay karen doesn't know where i'm going with my next comment that's fine sometimes i don't know where karen's going with the things she's saying that's that's part of the show too yeah it was crazy broke negro said rod could you brief karen before the show especially before random thoughts she never understands a joke and makes it and it makes her look stupid out here don't disrespect our karen they try to frame it like Mm-mm. you know yeah and, and 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 in my opinion it's one of those things to where um a lot of a lot of times like these negative comments like this not trying to be funny they don't ever be aimed at you right well this one is kind of they trying to make it seem like it's aimed at me no like rod you did this to karen you didn't put her up on the joke before you told the joke yeah and 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 the the thing is uh also is one of those things like as i really sit down i think i'm thinking about it it's one of those things like i said before um a lot of people like 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 this would be somebody that would be like well i'm just giving a positive a a positive critique no the fuck you ain't Mm mm-hmm like did nobody ask for that yeah also i think they also feel like um it was awkward karen didn't know where this joke was going right away and she started talking about something else and then rod let her talk the whole time and then he went back to the joke like you're supposed to fucking control me right also um they put themselves in your shoes like i would feel awkward if i went on a tangent and had nothing to do with the joke karen doesn't care about that shit Mm -mm. so you know that's the difference like 
don't worry about karen feeling awkward she don't give a fuck like as soon as i got back to the joke she's like oh that's what you meant and then we laughed at that like <laughs> that's what we do you know but i think there's a lot of projection in that kind of stuff correct and um but yeah just as a general rule you know i don't have any animosity towards a person but i would not um no not briefing karen about the articles format mm-hmm. any of the shit she's kind of like a stand-in for the audience the thing i hate is explaining the joke or explaining the show to people but it has to happen sometimes because you know maybe it's not the show for them or maybe they just really dislike the moment of the show or something i don't know but um yeah it happens you know you're listening to a couple we talk every day we do the show three four five times a week um not every random thought is gonna be as tight as it should be Mm-mm. not every um segment is gonna pop off perfectly not every discussion is gonna go uh like a cnn thing but that's why our show is is different that's what makes our show special um so yeah it just felt like concern trolling right right under the auspices of it was like trying to say karen looks stupid without and put it on me somehow but it's still another way to kind of just you you have to look at it from my perspective it's just another way to try to like knock down karen is on some like she's stupid shit you know right right or she looks stupid and which i disagree with on both counts obviously right and so you know it's just one of those things that a lot of people do this where they talk to you and interact with you and to almost get a response out of you by quote unquote attacking the weaker link which is me you know um but it's one of those things where we've been doing this long enough I'm not new to this, so you ain't the first person and you won't be the last person to come my way with some foolishness. And I guarantee fucking tell you this is not something that you would say to my goddamn face. Mm-hmm. You know, keep that real with that. You know, it's real cute to do it like this, but you would not say that to my face. Yeah, and also, like, this, and we've had this with multiple people that have kind of critiqued the show in this in different manner, but they always try to act like they're speaking for everybody but they're just speaking for them this is your hang-up everybody didn't write the show everybody didn't hit us on twitter or whatever like you know they recognize a live show you're watching us freestyle and experiment and improv a lot of this stuff and you know sometimes it's gonna pop off and sometimes it's not you know but go ahead Mm -mm. yeah and there's also one of those things too like we like i said before and i will continue to say this this show ain't for everybody It, Mm -hmm. it it ain't for everybody and just as quick as you hit play, you can hit stop and go on somewhere else. It's plenty of people that, uh, because we've been doing this for years, there's plenty of people who found homes other places. And I just want you to find a home. It might not be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hopefully it's just an awkward moment and that person can understand how it looks from our perspective um, since they did write in and they wanted to be heard. But even the phrasing of that, man, like, even it just the- wasn't even i don't know it, was, it just was it just felt I, I don't know if they how they meant it but it feels uh, like an insult towards karen um framed like it's trying to guide me towards something but it feels more like it's about well karen didn't get this joke okay it's one joke out of a fucking two-hour show there's <laughs> a lot of jokes i don't get it and, and uh truth be told i th- i i personally think uh 
a lot of people that kind of critique certain ways particularly like this a lot of times that that controlling thing how dare you not you know control the woman on the show how because it bothers a lot of people that you just kind of let me freestyle and free range and do what i want to do and say what i want to say without quote-unquote wrangling me back in you know that bothers uh people to an extent how dare you let a woman be free yeah i mean it's, it's not and then yeah anyway i just found that to be kind of you know when we talk about feedback we talk about response and stuff like you know this is the kind of stuff like i want people to consider like before you even send it in just think about it because you know i've we've i've had other stuff you know and this i don't even think this was as this is very short this isn't even the harshest thing anyone's ever seen nope um you know i'm i'm not i've had i've read this two or three days ago and i just it's been in my mind ever since they wrote it and i just been like this does not sit well with me um but um i don't want to i didn't want to like get angry at them cuss them out to get defensive or insecure about it like nah you know i'm fine with the show you know sometimes random thoughts are going to be random and sometimes they're not even funny so you know karen doesn't know it's a joke or not to mm-hmm. be honest some of my fun jokes and some of them are just serious but uh and some of them i make serious because i don't get it as a joke right um and I'll, and also a lot of times anything i joke about there's a tinge of seriousness to it so there's a discussion to be had uh in many cases uh even though i'm joking you know Correct. so um and, and i want us to have a show that can do that you know that we can we can stop in the middle of a joke and be like hold up this is more important than the joke come on or you know well this is karen's contribution this is her tangent to the joke and i do it to karen too it's just been a while um because the most important thing is we're con- both contributing you know mm-hmm. uh anyway all that stuff and to I, say yeah I'm, i didn't mean to inter- interrupt but that that, that uh-huh. crossed my mind while you was reading i was like let me catch it now while it's on my mind no nah, I, I mean it really made me think about something um when they wrote that comment which is how um much you've excelled and taken to the show and really making it yours like yeah i've came a long way you know it used to be a time where somebody would have wrote something in like that one i would have felt angered on your behalf to like try to take them to task and i probably would have been cussing and mad and went on a rant um which you know kind of talks about my own insecurity around it or my own like defensiveness around it, i guess the best way to put it mm-hmm. um because this is our baby you know we both care about it we both talk speak about this all the time we both work on it yes we do um but it but it's ours you know it's not everybody else's ours um so we care about it a lot and you know if people uh feel a certain way and they critique it that's gonna happen you know people are gonna feel you know not everything's gonna pass you know every everybody's whatever um but what i was thinking was like um you know sometimes during the show you'll kind of like run roughshod over like a point to make your point and i think a lot of people because and i don't think they do it uh consciously i think it's subconsciously a lot of people are very uncomfortable with the idea that a woman would just be like i'm gonna talk about the fuck i want to talk about right now Mm-hmm. like what you said reminded me of something else and now i'm about to spend the next five ten minutes talking about that mm-hmm. and men we do it all the time yes you do constantly you know it's not even a thing like i've never had anyone really uh complain about it too much um some people you know they do it to an extreme 
and they try to like take over everything make everything about them and obviously that can be annoying karen doesn't do that but um even with that we've had guests that do that that's their specialty and we think it's funny or we'll just laugh it off or whatever and keep it moving but we won't really get letters about them or no one writes in to say i hate it when you had this guest on why they keep derailing all the jokes why they keep doing this or whatever you know like if it's a dude we never get those if it's a woman almost every time we get you know so-and-so was saying this or she made this joke and it wasn't that and you know it's like people feel more comfortable critiquing women um but i'm very like proud of your growth via the show i'm very proud of how vocal you are um and i like that you come in and you're just like i have this point to say because i don't want to be a person that's just monopolizing the mic speaking over you cutting you off um when you bring up a point just being like uh whatever i was already speaking like i was saying like i don't want to be that person you know what i mean and i do want to listen to you and add on like it's something i work on and try to get better at because i still have my times where i'm like okay i don't know where karen's going with this what the fuck toothbrush popcorn (laughs) we didn't talk about any of this before the show no we did not you know and then i'm like oh okay all right well that that's what karen want to talk about but it's her show too you know so um that's kind of that's kind of something that i thought about was you know even though i felt the comment was a little haphazardly worded i hope you know i hope at best you know maybe passive aggressive at worst i guess but um you know trying to you know trying to consider give people benefit of doubt consider the good you know rather than just the bad of like you know uh so i'm looking at it that way i'm like well maybe they just they they gave me an opportunity to reflect on just your growth as a person that the show's named the blackout tips because you weren't sure you wanted to be on the show i was like i'll be a producer yeah you were quick to be out if you want to get a new host i'm not going to be good at this Mm -mm. and uh you've really blossomed into this so you know it made me think about all the progress and all the the confidence and the puns and the jokes you make the (laughs) fact that you know you're not will you're not you have something that i don't have which is a lot of times you're willing to be like well if this thing fails and i tried oh well at least i tried correct um and i like to try to be good at everything before i attempt it which is nope which a lot of times keeps me from taking chances on things that might turn out to be great right correct this is a life thing this isn't just a podcast thing so um anyway i like to say like those are the qualities that you bring to the show that it's just a different perspective and the show wouldn't be the same without that perspective it wouldn't be the same without you being willing to try and fail it wouldn't be the same without you being willing to add a point of your own volition to the thing that i'm saying because we don't have the same perspective on everything and we Mm -hmm. don't bring the same life experience to everything and that is what that building that people are hearing when people say i listen to y'all show and y'all don't argue like other shows y'all don't do that's because we're constantly trying to build up the conversation for each other right rather than tear each other down or push each other out or let me say my point but i don't want to hear your point i gotta have my point i'm the one that's right you're the one that's wrong like we're trying to make something different and sometimes it's going to sound awkward because it's not going to sound like anything else you're hearing anywhere else 
right and it's also one of those things you know it's funny how a lot of times people you know we've heard people say y'all always agree that's not so we disagree on a lot of stuff but we don't yell and scream and cuss each other out and, and call each other's names but it's a lot of shit if you actually listen to us we don't see eye to eye on some things yeah i mean like i said it's to me it's not even about seeing eye to eye disagreeing all this shit i think that's some other people's shit I, it's Correct. more about trying to understand if i can understand what somebody's coming from and they're a reasonable person i respect them 99.9 percent of the time i'm like well yeah i see how you got there mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that's all i care about i don't really this this shit where it's like i beat you in an argument that shit is for the fucking birds that's for cnn and msnbc with their panel discussions like that is not how i see life you know what i mean and maybe other people see life that way and you know good luck to them but i'm not one of those people like i would when we talked about the blur shit i didn't go karen you wrong change i'm like where are you coming where are you coming from where is this coming from how did you get to this point what's your what is your interactions with this hey i used to feel this way so maybe this is a thing where uh i'm gonna end up feeling this way again maybe i was right to feel this way in the first place maybe uh you'll come to my side and be like i don't feel this way anymore you know we both kind of you know it's more about gaining an understanding for perspective right that's different than this other fuck shit that people are doing where it's let's let's both have a debate and the winner will take there's no winner in a debate you know this isn't a fucking no one's scoring this you don't get a trophy yeah you just end up being angry at your wife the rest of the week like what the fuck is this shit about you got to live with her anyway all right um so lovey um wrote about her dragging on twitter where she got drugged for saying that tevin campbell did not have a range to essentially um to uh sing uh a tribute for um uh aretha franklin Mm -hmm. um and to be honest it felt like it could have should have probably ended there you know what i mean like um people probably could have said you know hey i disagree uh with lovey on this and this happened six days ago at this point um hey i disagree with her the end but you know levy's not um this is this is a trend with her over the years at this point she don't back down like she basically doubles down on all her shit right away this happened with that light-skinned activist shit you know like she doubles down and then people go this is kind of fucked up and then you know the activist shit it took like a week for her to like write a an apology and we talked about on the show at the time it was like i mean just you sound like you had a problem with some specific people right you talked about a big ass group of people and lumped everybody in when you probably could have just said whoever's name it was you don't fuck with and people would have been more understanding like oh you don't like her because guess what there's a lot of people that don't like activists like pick one i guarantee you activists get drugged on the daily yes they do like it don't matter who they are you just pick one and it's gonna be somebody out there like i can't stand that motherfucker let me tell you about you know anyway but um it was the double down on that people was like yo what you wrote was kind of fucked up da 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 and then it was the double down and then it's like okay well now motherfuckers are mad because you're not listening to them and you double them down and you're stepping back at them and then a week later it's like i'm sorry i shouldn't have said it that way blah 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 you know whatever um but yeah so she said someone suggested tevin campbell to sing aretha tribute uh under what rock did they pull that name from to which people are like 
uh what are you doing like tevin campbell is the man and beloved and everybody started coming to his defense and people famous people everybody like no slander for this that or other she tried to explain that it wasn't shade that she was throwing but that um she was saying that she just didn't know what he had been up to so that's why they said like it wasn't meant as disrespect to tevin campbell i don't know how you can look at that as not disrespecting him uh she put tevin campbell's trending lord i know he can blow but i haven't heard his name in a while people took my tweet acting like i called his mama a sinner uh i ain't say he can't sing folks added all this stuff to that one tweet chisos i don't know what that means um but yeah so the and and like the the ratio on these tweets is horrible it's like 79 retweets 260 replies because it's just people being like what the fuck you not gonna do clap hands emoji um (laughs) but yeah um so she wrote a whole like long ass essay about it on her thing and it's it's like deflective as shit man like it's honestly like it's so weird because this could have all been solved with my bad y'all you know especially because her brand is kind of being judgy i think her book is called i'm judging you you know um you know she kind of rose a lot of acclaim from like making fun of people who had uh typos and faux pas on twitter and shit and you know collecting those and being like haha look at this stupid person you know and and by the way rose to acclaim with on the on the same with the support of a lot of people that drag her now mm-hmm. but a lot of those drag culture type people were like elevating her back when it you know in 2008 2009 or whatever that's kind of how she became lovey like people was out here supporting her a lot of black people that were american a lot of black twitter like people in phase quote unquote and she just branded that and took it to the next level and now she's you know a hustler like podcast or author all this shit right um the the thing is a lot of people don't like her place in the culture at this point because uh she's african and people feel like she shouldn't get to speak for black american people in our culture because she doesn't always understand it and she's had more than a few like things that she said that people have been like yo this is not the black experience why do you get to talk about this you know why do you get to get to oh um why do you why are you getting attention from the naacp for an essay about reparations you don't know anything about this and you're talking about black people shouldn't get them uh allegedly i i've no one seen this has been scrubbed from the internet i've never seen this essay uh but that's what people accuse her of uh also stuff like um you know uh you know this kind of shit like you fuck up some slang or some pop culture type shit that black people would in america in our culture we'd like nah you don't say that you know or if you did say it and everybody was like the fuck you talking about you just be like oh my bad y'all my bad you right tevica blow i'm tripping i'm tripping uh and you just move on you know um and so she wrote this long thing that ended up turning into like what is blackness who is and isn't black are y- y'all black checking me y'all saying africans aren't black and it like one is r- all over the place and kind of filled with some 
faulty whataboutism logic but most importantly like that's not what the fucking why couldn't you just be like my bad i I don't understand like if i really feel like the double down makes it worse because if you don't understand how it's shady to say what rock did y'all pull that name from under um and tevin campbell's like aretha franklin's like friend in real life and shit if you don't understand why that's offensive then what are you doing why that's shady why can you how can you speak for our culture you know what i mean like how can you like the average person would be like yeah i was being shady y'all caught me uh i i didn't even think about that one you know but yeah she wrote uh this thing what is blackness is it based on where you're from is it based on your skin tone is it based on your heritage is it lived experience what is blackness in caps as someone whose blackness is questioned loudly because a question not asked about a black american musician i must ask it by the way the question being what rock did y'all pull that name from under okay it brought to the surface whether i was qualified to speak on black american culture and it also had some folks wondering if my blackness was enough chisos like i said i don't know what that means so miss maybe some uh something uh to her african culture that i don't know about um in the words of r&b songstress deborah cox how did you get here nobody's supposed to be here i'm nigerian born and american bred haven't been here since i was nine years old i'm now 33 at nine i knew nothing i didn't even know how i didn't even know to define myself as black because i was from a country where black is the default so there's no need to define it it's like going to a catholic church no one needs to say they're catholic so coming to the u.s was my first time having to deal with race i had never heard about the transatlantic slave trade because at schools in nigeria we were learning about the biafran war uh and how the country got colonized by the british and just got its independence in 1960 well i mean that is your black experience that does not mean that black and african-american or black american culturally is the same shit it is i mean it is what it is you had a different experience just like men and women have a different experience of blackness it's not to say one is necessarily better than the other but you may be less connected to the culture despite having grown up here for 24 years as opposed to someone who was born here there's no there's no disrespect in that the disrespect i feel like comes in with the double down and in this case the deflection because we only got to should you be the spokesperson by the fact that you weren't willing to listen to a bunch of black people it wasn't like this shit just came up out of nowhere uh although there are people that just don't fuck with her and can't wait for anything she says so they can hop on it i'm not even really getting into those people that's a whole nother fucking discussion but just the general like because for a dragon like this it, it ain't just them 10 12 people that can't wait to drag your ass every day Mm-mm. it's a ton of people that are like girl what you doing you know what i mean it's a ton of those people so and there's a lot of people to go I, I i like tyra banks i was rooting for you right uh moving to chicago a place i had visited once when i was too little to remember much was jarring because it was also my introduction to racial politics even so the subject of slavery was barely taught in elementary and high schools i went to you know we talked about harriet tubman who was a matron saint of freedom but also a crutch for folks to gloss over the depth of the horror she was fighting against of course every black history month we had to recite dr martin luther king's i had a dream speech it wasn't until i got to college all the at the university of illinois that i really got to explore and deeply research slavery and its impact on this country my major was psychology 
psychology but i ended up having sociology minor because i elected to take so many classes around race and ethnicity in the united states i wanted to know so much more college was where i took a black women in the u.s class on the first day the professor who was also now my mentor kicked it off by saying i know you're wondering why this latino woman is teaching this class i'm black i'm just light with freckles and also we're having a test on valentine's day because i'm single gosh i love that class so much shout out to dr millward college was where i first read asada shakur's biography and left an indelible mark on me college was where i got trained to be a counseling center paraprofessional and had to spend the first semester of the program exploring all parts of my identity and identifying my privilege before we could be peer counselors we needed to be clear on who we were and the space we would take up in the world this is uh going a long way for hey my bad guys uh didn't realize this tevin campbell shit was that deep uh college is also where i reclaim my pride as a nigerian being an immigrant in the united states as a young girl is difficult coming here with a strong accent strange name and shock of being a new girl for the first time i was extra other i like many others heard the african booty scratcher insults when you're young being different is not a badge of honor you celebrate i lost most of my accent by the time i started college by mimicking the way my classmates spoke and i took i tucked away my first name to protect it uh from those who made it ugly when i got to undergrad and saw west africans being unapologetically themselves it inspired me to do the same i ended up as vice president of the african cultural association now see this is kind of something we talk about the time like the new black shit but it's just from the immigrant perspective mm-hmm. where it's like you run from the shit you run from the shit you run from the shit and then you get somewhere where you can kind of flourish and you don't just like take to it on some regular shit. it's like i gotta make up for lost time i gotta be the president of the blacks you know what i mean as opposed to like you know let me um you know kind of ease into this but i i understand and can relate to that idea because yes a lot of black people go through that shit you know people always mock those people but i don't know you get to it when you get to it what the fuck right you know like anyway uh college expanded my world solidified my politics and deepened my love of black people and blackness and all varieties and layers i am black i'm nigerian i'm yoruba i am chicago and i'm nigerian america i american i'm black american so when is our blackness enough now see i think in that part right there there's gonna there's people that are like but it you're not black american in the way that people born here and who pay, whose families come from slavery are black you have a different black american experience i don't really care about the label of it call yourself whatever but when you pr- position yourself to speak about us culturally and speak for us culturally um and you're putting yourself in that seat you have to also be aware of how many people you don't represent and how many people are gonna take issue with what you're saying you know it's it, anybody this is not just a, a, a immigrant thing this is everything when i talk i'm an atheist i don't speak for all black people you know what i mean like i have my shit and i'm sure there's a ton of black people that be like man fuck that shit like jesus gonna fix this you know <laughs> like you know it's just different you know i know i have certain shit that just is not aligned with everybody i can't speak to everyone's experience like that um unfortunately because it's almost like the ta-nehisi coast shit because whiteness is very much it can be one you gonna get put in some spaces where it's like you're speaking for everybody but you're not you know but it feels at least to me like to some ways lovey kind of buys into the hype that she is speaking for everybody and it's like nope but you're not though you know like these people calling you out should be like a a little chin check on some like okay all right well i'm way out of line on this one 
as opposed to y'all don't think i'm black enough but i i say that once again um it's easier to say for me because my mentions weren't on fire and i'm sure there were people questioning her blackness and coming for her neck and in a ways that human beings react to defensively and that part always gets left out of the equation when people talk about these things correct it's like whichever side i agree with is the right side and they can talk to you however they want no a lot of times the conversations are not um fruitful because people don't know how to talk to each other Agreed. and you know lovey's a hard case to make because lovey has made a living off of talking to people harshly or judging people and mocking people and being very funny and all this shit so like it's not like she's necessarily having open discussions that are very um transparent and nice or on twitter it's kind of like i say my shit i double down on my shit then i just dip for a few days and don't talk to y'all or i just ignore whatever y'all are saying to me um and i and i'm sure that that doesn't foster a lot of uh positive discussion either way you know Mm -hmm. not that i think twitter is a good venue for those kind of discussions either way um does my blackness exempt because i wasn't born in the united states does that exclude me from being able to say i'm a black american when my formative years have been in this country uh because if that is the case then it is saying that i have to opt out of an entire culture that i've been a part of for most of my life it is saying no one's asking you to opt out though i don't think that's what people are saying no they're not it's just your opinion doesn't isn't the fucking prevailing opinion over everything you know like this man uh it's getting to that point where it's sounding kind of like how white people feel when they get criticized and they do the like i i'm just gonna stop doing y'all the favor of you talking about y'all shit and it's like the fuck we wasn't asking you to do us no favors we can mm-hmm. talk for ourselves mm-hmm. we can just as easily stand at that desk and speak and get that check and get that check for talking about that shit the same way you can don't act like there's no that this is some altruistic shit you make your living doing this you get these checks for a reason i ain't jealous of your check but let's keep it real this ain't no fucking charity case all right um so yeah it's not about opting now it's just if you part of the culture and the culture speaks back to you then i don't understand how you get to be like uh y'all want me to not be in the culture it's like no we telling you you got to get back in line this shit is what you saying is not representative of the majority of the way we feel um anyway she goes on to say um it is saying that i'm not truly home even though i hold my hold the passport it says that even though it is something i'm proud of i cannot claim it because simply simply because when i came into this world my ancestors were not enslaved yeah i don't know about the framing of this (laughs) yeah i the framing of that is that's pretty bad um the double consciousness that wb du bois uh dubois spoke uh <laughs> uh spoke of also speaks to a lot of us who are first generation africans or caribbean folks or just Im- and just immigrants in general uh we have one foot on each place and we're told we aren't enough of either thing we claim some of us aren't african enough but then we're told we're also not american enough because we happen to not be born here why is that um yeah uh i don't know that um that is what double consciousness meant from uh web um i mean i i I guess you can try to adjust it to 
to how the immigrant story but it was a very specific black american story he talked about you know if anything man like i i mean i'm not an immigrant man but to a certain extent it's it's a bit different because like he's talking about you can never see your size outside see yourself outside the view of whiteness and judge yourself for exceeding in the view of whiteness and for failing um if you're coming here from another culture where you're like i didn't even know slavery was a fucking thing you 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 then you you're not that's not what he's talking about and i don't really see how it feels like such a stretch to try to like say that that applies to this situation uh in my opinion i I think that's it's just i don't know this kind of this just feels like it's confirming all those people that are like you don't have a range to be talking about this shit you know and i don't mean that in a mean way but it that 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 is so irrelevant to the discussion um about this because if anything you're bringing a level of privilege over here with you that many black kids would have loved to have nine years of knowing black people could be anything we would have loved to have nine years of black politicians black drivers black car uh uh, black house butlers black uh presidents we would love to have that you know um and that's something you bring with you and it's something that you kind of learn about our experience third party because once you get here it's hey you're you look like these people you don't like you're like here in america we don't give a fuck that you're not like these people you look like these people so you kind of don't have a choice but to get grouped into it but it's not really the same as you know the double consciousness of being born into this shit and that you know that's it just feels like a stretch um anyway um so she goes on uh so we are only supposed to opt in to certain parts of it but not all at the end at the other end of a police officer's gun my africanness does me no good i'm black to the white uh when amadou diallo was shot and killed in by new york city cops his native tongue motherland of heritage did nothing to save him sure we can talk about privilege of having the anchor of a place where you uh know you are from but that privilege does not protect us from the racist structure that wants us all to fail strictly because of our diasporic relation and our skin yeah i don't think anybody was presuming that i don't Mm -hmm. think anybody is being informed by this no one's saying you live a white experience um they're just saying culturally you might not be a person that should be a spokesperson for black americans who were born in america it's a very different experience apparently um the fact that you can't grasp it is kind of like confirmation that people are like yeah you, you might shouldn't be talking about this um and then she put a link to black lives matter post um i don't know uh we can talk about how police brutalize black people but we cannot have a voice to talk about black american music because that isn't our culture i think it is absurd we can speak up loudly about how black people are discriminated against but we should shut up about black celebrities since we have no claim to them that they are somehow in a glass case we have no access to oh okay that is literally not what that that's 
that is not the problem people don't have a problem because you had an opinion on tevin campbell people mm-hmm. disagree with your opinion mm-hmm. and then because of your double down and because of your past and because this shit keeps coming up then it gets into why the fuck are you even talking about this that's what keeps happening and it's because like i said i swear to god you, this next tweet would it would have been oh shit my bad i ain't hey i was tripping tevin is the man uh no hate for my blood and move the fuck on everybody would be like all right cool instead it's just like a denial that like a weird denial like it wasn't even shade yes it was what name did y'all pull that rock from under what rock like come on man um more importantly uh let's see i listen to 90s r&b and hip-hop as much as i listen to afro beats but me not liking mumble rap is not a commentary on the state of black america it is audacious to think that the moment we express opinions that aren't favorable is because we are anti-black american once again you can't divorce this from the history that people have with you it is what it is you can't it these folks didn't come out of nowhere for nothing it's like me telling someone who says they don't like fella cooties music that they hate africans we have to elevate our conversation beyond using the countries of our birth as basis for the opinions we form on each other yeah um it's not the same because uh one you claimed there was no shade but now you just brought up it's like saying out anyway don't like another artist um but if i did try to speak on his place in south in fucking african culture and what his music meant to afrobeat and shit i don't know what the fuck that means and i'm not as versed in it so yeah my fucking opinion might get me cussed the fuck out from the people that actually live that experience how is that a that is not an african thing a black thing or whatever thing that's a human being thing like what why is that so hard to grasp that's not a mean like that could happen to anybody you know like i some knowing your lane is so fucking crucial and it'll keep you out of so many fucking conflicts because you could just be like dog this ain't even my ministry all right y'all we just talked about it with that crazy rich asian shit i the appropriation shit is not my ministry we've been saying this shit for eight years on this show so when it comes up and the discussion is hey is this too much i'm always like i don't fucking know because i don't keep up with that if y'all think it's too much go in feel free it ain't for me to say because i've been on the other side of that shit laughing or joking about something that might have been offensive to another culture or and i don't know if it is or not but i know enough to know i don't know that shit is a major key to the, to all this public commentary shit um man um but yeah if somebody didn't like like some african artists i mean it's why don't they like them what do they think about their place in that culture who are they as an authority to be able to say that you know more importantly my pride in my nigeriansness does not insult my black americans i can say naja no dead carry last as i raise my green white green uh my green white green flag i also proudly yell black lives matter as i wave my red black green one jollof is delicious but jambalaya is sweet too that okay those feel like random thoughts nobody saying you okay uh when told to go back to africa it is another reminder that you can be other than called somewhere uh call somewhere home but still be told you don't belong in it by people who look like you where is home then but this all started off a tweet with tevin campbell right uh, how did we get here indeed back to the first line uh so who's the authority on blackness and black culture black american culture is so deep and has such breadth and impact that it 
that its markers are often part of the global conversation i was watching a different world from my living room in nigeria because we had a satellite dish when i was seven me and my cousins put on a talent show that we charged our parents to come watch in the living room when we wore our clothes backwards and since we love since we love crisscross black culture is global because i identify with those things not because they are american but because they were black i will not opt out of it i cannot opt i cannot opt out i'm staying i'm staying like effie white i do not call myself an expert i'm a forever student but you refuse to learn boo that's not you not you don't never learn how you a student when you just dictate to everybody what the fuck we supposed to think about what you say how's that a student you know like that's you speak as if you're an authority and when you're challenged you double down on your authority of it and then make yourself the victim i mean that is this is a pattern at this point you know what's being learned here uh some people believe that those of us who aren't born from a legacy of slavery have no place in the conversation because we aren't directly tied to that particular type of struggle so is blackness earned through some sort of pain but i need to suffer in a specific way before laying claim to it um black culture in america is yes absolutely but you're not gonna like that answer right you're not gonna like that answer that's the fucking truth it doesn't matter if you're a rich black person in america if you come from a lineage where your people was enslaved yes you are black in a way that is different than somebody coming over here from somewhere else and then claiming blackness later like it is a difference i I, yeah because you probably can trace your lineage back to 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 the beginning like if you tracked it back do you probably you actually know your native tongue yeah well not just that i mean you might not know your native tongue it's not even that i'm just saying like you know she does but i'm saying i'm not even talking about that i'm just saying just the general idea of is there a blackness that needs to be respected um simply because that blackness is from the heritage of slavery in america you goddamn right it is yes and it does take precedent and no you don't get to fucking tell us that we don't do that like it is insulting you know what i mean no one said you can't be black boo right. nobody is kicking you out of blackness nope you know maybe there's some niggas that have vendettas against you and they finally if it, it, it chipped away and it got to you in your head or whatever but you have a platform of a lot of people at this point a lot of supporters as well yeah a lot of people actually rooting for you a lot of people are rooting for you to be honest uh even despite all this shit i'm still rooting for i don't have no problem with lovey but this shit is like played man it's it's over and over and over again man with the same shit you know what i mean like come on dog what is this you know like maybe this is an undercurrent of some insecurity you're dealing with because you have uh i mean because she has you know these gigs that people consider black american gigs and she gets these gigs in there and she's speaking with a lot of like black cultural speak but people are like why didn't this just go to a black person from here you know and that and i understand because that's fucked up what am i gonna do not take the check like i i understand how in her position i'd be like yeah well you know but but you just gotta live with it like you made the choice you took the check you're getting paid like you gotta understand when you're speaking on scandal when you're speaking on um insecure as the voice of black culture reviewing this shit the officially you know like there's gonna be some people that one just have plain old jealousy and resentment 
there's mm-hmm. also gonna be a ton of people that are like but why what makes you the cultural authority that gets to speak for all of us and when you're that when that is challenged if your first thing is to be like poor me y'all making me feel bad for having this african privilege like then you're already you're already divorcing you're making the delineation in the culture like right there you know anyway it's just like and i and like i said i i really do want to be understanding empathetic here i can relate to this idea even though i'm not from africa she probably deals with a lot of shit Mm-hmm. like i'm not like it's easy for me to say as this third party ob- observer of her life who you know i don't read these comments to her that probably are just fucking mean scathing you know just people that have built up years of animosity and every time she makes any misstep they can't wait to pull out the entire thing because despite all the shit i still don't think whatever she said was bad enough to for the four five day dragon that occurred on twitter Mm-mm. but it's it's an accumulative effect and then it then you say stuff like this and it's like oh here's why it's cumulative this this is why it it acclimates because this is because you do double down and you do go back at these people or try to turn them into the bad guys um if you were always middle class or upper are you less black not if you're from america and your family came from slavery no uh if you are light-skinned and haven't had issues related to dark skin discrimination are you less black no but you have light skin privilege that's called colorism if you're afro latino was born in puerto rico are you less black no not necessarily but you also have some privilege you know especially if you're passing or light you know um and not to mention there's issues within the the anti-black issues within the latinx sphere mm-hmm. i mean why don't you know to answer these questions you're asking these questions like there's not like there's not answers if you do have ancestors who were who who were ever enslaved are you less if you do not have ancestors who are never enslaved are you less black um no you're not less black but you might not be qualified to speak on every experience uh we often say that black is not a monolith but when we question blackness that doesn't look like ours we wonder if the person who grew up differently than us loves black people especially is it everyone is an amorosa stacy dash just because they have been privileged um yeah i i mean i agree that everybody's not amorosa stacy dash uh but then to then say like the privilege has no effect on their point of view is bullshit like because basically what you're telling me is look privilege has not affected me in any way so these faux pas and these like consistent like once or twice a year fuck-ups that i'm having has nothing to do with my privilege you is you guys you guys are the problem it's very white feminism tm of you to then hit everybody else over the head with the it's the monolith that's the problem not me you know it's y'all black people i'm just surprised you don't have people in her corner that's like don't do this all right let me go to the next session real quick okay um but yeah it's like nobody in your in your circle was like just don't say nothing you know like not because you're not an authority on blackness but because this shit will pass if you just let it it will like you making this dragging take longer than it needed to take um all right i'm adding you back to the screen um so yeah uh if we are counting 
if we are couching our blackness in the struggle then what are we working for if the purpose of our rocky roads isn't to smooth out the path of those who come after us what is the win when are we enough when can we rest in our blackness without having to justify or defend it to people who want to act like we're in some competition for the authentic black experience is our blackness ever enough um well here's the thing you are in the competition whether you accept it or not i then this is a news wake-up call to you you are competing when you're getting these checks when you're getting these gigs when you're getting these speaking things when you all these things where you get to speak on the culture it is a competition it's not fair it's a competition but it's absolutely a competition when you're in the go-to rolodex for some of these interviews and some of these jobs it has become a competition whether you recognize it or not everybody's not rooting for you some people rooting against you some people rooting for themselves uh you know it, it is what it is but it definitely is a competition because people believe in scarcity and they feel like every opportunity you get is an opportunity to some black american person who was born in america whose family did experience certain things american american culturally from birth they feel like it's an opportunity that person should have got and not you it's not fair but that's the truth and that's why a lot of this backlash you know kind of comes from is why you and you're going to constantly have to deal with the idea of why you even if you was black and american you still will be dealing with it from a different perspective you know look at these activists dog it's uh these i mean you were just talking about light-skinned activists yourself you were just talking about them not being able to talk for black people you were just doing that saying they just turned black and shit you were just doing that like a year ago or whatever like you know because you've done it you know you make a living off of being the judge but to be the judge of people means you put yourself above the people that's what happens it's not you know anyway so how do we heal four years ago i talked about how fortunate i feel that i got to the united states when i did at such a young age read my postcard about the relationship between africans and african-americans i was about i was able to be in spaces that allowed me to explore what blackness meant and it was a growing point i was also able to see how africans who are older get to be fed bullshit about african-americans i talked about the word akata and why i don't use it because it was it has derogatory origins it is a word that means wild animal but many people who use it don't realize it participating in dehumanizing skin folk without realizing it they need us to the need for us to heal is real well let me add you to this you know why you was in those spaces because we are welcoming by the way karen has not said anything during this whole segment but she just keeps making eyes for y'all not in the chat <laughs> oh, she just keeps making eyes over here like mm-hmm, but without saying anything um feel free to chime in if you want uh, i will you know i know you look stupid every day on here but i'm just trying to help you out <laughs> um but yeah um the thing is um you're in those spaces because we're not the people that you're saying we are correct how are you in those spaces if we're the people that are like you ain't black enough get away from us you know how are we like i don't understand how both of those things exist at the same time because you wouldn't know our culture if we didn't let you in so you can't you can't have it both ways of y'all mean black people always doing this to people and it's like but we but then how'd you learn you learn from the inside because we said that's cool we don't get down with the with that shit come through you know is there gonna be some people that are assholes yep and every fucking group there's a group just like there's africans that call us a kata there's fucking black people that pick on africans and shit too i've been there i've seen it 
and i didn't even grow up around african people and i still seen people that had shit to talk about africans uh that were black people in america same yeah so it's not so it's not that foreign of a concept um but i would never let that shit define i would not let the african people that have talked shit about me define my entire relationship with the diaspora you know i wouldn't um but i would accept that that's gonna be a thing you know anyway there's an advantage in youth because a lot of folks in the older generation of africans never had a chance to unlearn whatever stereotypes they had heard about african-americans maybe we need to help our parents by sending them the whatsapp threads because you know that is where all the african aunts and uncles park themselves day in and day out if i get one more mass prayer that has a floral background from them i might need to block them anyway what i see as a job of those who are the bridge because we are living in both worlds is to educate had a conversation about our tensions we need to get to a place of true go um yeah here's what i would add to that though um seeing yourself as the bridge and the person that's supposed to educate means that you have to listen you can't dictate to both sides you gotta listen to something you know and and i think i don't know lovey's been in some situations where she just don't listen she don't really care what black people have to say back to her they think she's wrong so wakanda whenever black panther came out we were all inspired at coming together we were we were carrying wakanda passports uh but it's clear that we haven't really absorbed some of what i consider his best lessons uh i do wish we could go back to wakanda in that time and blackness was cool but yeah it's, it's wakanda um for sometimes everybody knows that we need to heal wakanda unlike most of africa escaped colonization which is why it's a utopia we all want to live in but most of africa unlike wakanda has been pilfered of its natural resources by the colonizers and doesn't have the capacity to help so when africans come to the united states and excel we got to know it's not just from our own doing we didn't pull ourselves up by bootstraps who do we think made these those boots the african-americans who have been here for 400 years beaten chained up and denigrated their legacy allows us to then cross the ocean on our own volition and do well we are standing on the shoulder on their shoulders and we must not forget that similarly africans cannot feel like we are always one step away from being told that we need to go back to africa especially not from our own we already get that language from white people we can all wear ankara and kente for a film premiere but we cannot return to fighting each other based on where we are where we are from right after yeah my thing is like one this is a ton of words i've been reading this forever two um you hopped on the summer jam screen it keeps like it's just this thing where people it's like i just got out of it for no reason it's like dog this is like your fifth time on the summer jam screen it's you it's gotta be you at some point you take no responsibility for none of this shit it's just black people just be tripping huh anytime okay we could talk about wakanda forever every day but it doesn't ring true if we continue to fight to continue to other each other i keep thinking about what t'challa said when he went to the united nations fools build barriers the wise build bridges i don't care where you were born the melanin means we're kinfolk even if it's far down the line but we're we've let the world tell us who we are we've called each other names we let the world tell us that we're on different teams and we've let each other down by not fighting for each other for the conversation to be productive and for the healing to happen both sides have to be willing to get uncomfortable own our roles apologize for them and make amends to each other where's your apology where are your amends where's your ownership of your role this has been a long ass it's y'all not me where is where is that 
i haven't seen not one i'm sorry not one okay let me tell y'all how i fucked up nothing this is everybody but you we need to learn each other's histories because life ain't been no crystal step for either side the legacy of colonization still ravages the homes of those whose ancestors were not chained in the ships we're victims of white supremacy and that is what we need to defeat we need to love this is why white people that were like vote for bernie turned on me and was like you being divisive Ah. (laughs) i'm like nah i pointed out that you said something fucked up see we need to stop fighting and come together i'm not coming together with you till you acknowledge you said was fucked up and apologize uh i mean look water under the bridge see this is the problem y'all you you can't get over things i'm like where's the part where you apologize for what you said though he marched in mlk we need to love up on each other and make white folks uncomfortable because they know how unstoppable we will be when we when we know we go together questioning each other's rights to blackness is hustling backwards we got to do better you literally did this shit with those activists dog you did this what are you even the same person <sighs> like hip-hop icon and blue ivy's daddy jay-z said nobody wins when the family feuds and a bunch of black jeff emojis all throughout this what do you think about it karen it's a lot a whole lot of nothing because uh, this has nothing to do with Tevin gamble yeah um that's a good point um it, honestly man it just sounds like she didn't learn shit it sounds like uh, everything was everybody else's fault um you know some of the language and the stuff she chooses to use you know i get it but at, at the same time like i just want to point out i'm not very upset with her because i honestly think she's just one person it's just her fucking opinion um people were having a time of mourning over aretha franklin and i'm sure a lot of black people are feeling sensitive and shit right um but that's not her responsibility to for that either i've seen hotter takes come off too soon from other people um and that did not get this reaction um i think this is about a a, a series of fucking incidents that people are upset with her about and it's coming to a head there's a lot of people that have never seen it for her and shit goes back a long way and um they just don't like her showing up and they were waiting for her to to have a misstep of some kind and they were ready to go in and you know but this response was not helpful um some people will buy into it but i think this really does lean into the idea of like africans are being victimized by black americans here that's that's how that's how it reads to me like the ultimate because like i said for all this we need to heal we need to apologize we need to see where we make amends none of that happened in this entire long ass 2500 words that i read so i i can't i can't in any good consciousness um say that that uh i can't say that this was written in good faith you know i would like to but i'm glad you read it because i wasn't gonna read it that's a lot of words to say nothing mm. i feel you. what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things i have ever heard at no point in your rambling incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points. 
and may God have mercy on your soul. I just don't know why the next tweak wasn't. Hey, my bad, y'all. Sorry about that. And that could have ended everything. You know, I don't, I don't know why it wasn't just that. Mm-mm. You know, the other part was it was just some unfortunate time, and Nicki Minaj saw tweets about Lovey's tweet, but didn't see Lovey's tweet. Not Nicki Minaj, um, Missy Elliott, and um, it sounded like Missy was shading Lovey when she later went on to be like, "I didn't even see that tweet, y'all," and I don't have a problem with Lovey. My bad. You know but uh yeah man it's just it is what it is man um all right we talked about that for a long time i mm-hmm. didn't plan on it mm-hmm. and also uh my thing too is that the foundation of a lot of what she was saying is basically if you're african-american and your descendants were slave slaves almost like y'all are the only people that quote-unquote have a right to consider yourself african-american other blacks that join don't really have a right to consider themselves african-americans you know because she kept harping on that Mm -hmm. but that slavery shit matter you can't erase that you can't separate that like that is a fact we said you can come on you can be blagging about trying to keep you out of blackness but that is something that fucking matters to us and you can't act like it doesn't yeah you can't yada 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 that shit and we i've made a joke on this show several times and i mean it's, it's half in jest but it's half serious but it's like when white people tell black people who are from america go back to africa which we've never been to and when black people who are pan africanness who are like we just gonna go to africa and i'm like you're not from fucking africa what do you think you're gonna get over there bring your american stereotypes of what africa is like you think it's all one fucking place and you're just gonna show up and ask uh hey guys can you show me a village where's my hut and then they're gonna look at you and be like motherfucker what century do you think you come from and where the fuck do you think you are Oh, because we're, we're not from there right we'll go that time about the country of africa right oh uh, can you guys um can you guys show me to uh my village and people are gonna be like you, you don't, don't own shit from here right you don't none of this is yours you come over you don't speak any of our language you come over here with your fucking like stupid ass attitudes and calling us third world and backwards and all this shit that you learn from white folks and you come over here and just i'm sure they deal with it too and you and i have never been to africa and i know that this has to happen there because i'm black in america and it happens here so i know that and i know how we feel and what we are taught and how insufficient it is and no amount of time i spend over in africa is ever going to make me the same as a person who was born there it is never going to happen it doesn't matter that we're both black it doesn't i'm not getting kicked out of blackness because they tell me their experience is different than mine and you weren't kicked out of blackness because someone told you the black american experience is different than the one you had you still had some either advantages or just simply some differences either way you have cop to these differences but did you truly understand or is it just this thing of i want to have the top spot in things that i talk about and i want it to be unchallenged so therefore i'm gonna make it seem like y'all bullied me when the truth of the matter is i've stepped in it a few times and i don't want to ever admit that i stepped on it and nothing feels more like a reminder of the fact that you're not from here than you telling people who are in mass from here telling you we disagree with you and what you said was kind of offensive no it wasn't and you guys are offending me that's what happened you know what i'm saying i say that with compassion and empathy because like i said i am fucking sure from her perspective this shit just always feels like 
is coming out of nowhere and right. it's super mean and people don't give a fuck and like i i guarantee you that's a huge part of it and i ain't even knocking her for that that part of it is the part that never gets talked about when we talk about people as if they're brands and celebrities and shit they're human beings with emotions too and they were going you know she was going back and forth with prominent people and on twitter that they might not be friends but i'm sure they know of each other and she also got found you know because it's twitter you're gonna find out some people that don't fuck with you and don't like you that's been waiting to tell your ass and that ain't you know that's harsh and that sucks too and i'm sure she got feelings behind all that shit but like you was just wrong it's possible to be wrong and part of the reason you're wrong is because you're not from here or you don't respect the culture like that you don't understand necessarily the cultural significance of certain people that are icons in to us and only to us and that's okay that's where the learning is supposed to come from this was a moment where you go i learned something tevin campbell apparently is motherfucking black jesus i didn't know i did not know you can't talk shit about tevin campbell don't nobody talk shit about tevin campbell like i, I now i know my bad would have been the end of it for the vast majority of people the people that don't like you of course they're gonna harp on it right but they were gonna harp on you saying i just had some cheerios this morning they were gonna be like you motherfucker cheerios go back to africa they were gonna do that but for the vast majority of us that weren't offended by you know a lot of the shit that weren't really up in arms over it until it becomes a fucking thing with you doubling down and then writing to tell us this long ass shit about black people aren't mean now it's a thing for everybody it didn't have to be but now it is so yeah i you know like i said man that <sighs> that whole thing was whack um a hundred same yeah so yeah we don't play the games mm-hmm. um all right man like i said i didn't know this episode was gonna go so long i feel like we didn't talk about shit uh <laughs> you talk about no we, articles we talked about some things though but uh yeah this has been a, a long unfunny angry episode <laughs> um but yeah shout out to uh shout out to all the people um listening podcast land we do appreciate y'all we do um shout out to snakes obviously shout out to popcorn you know shout out to motherfucking popcorn shout out to sonic toothbrushes you know what i'm saying like shout outs to everybody uh we'll be back soon um if everything goes as planned me and bossy should be reviewing um this uh this uh insecure on friday morning mm-hmm. tomorrow morning should be bossy sports for me and justin um so and 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 you know someone wrote me about like hey i didn't see an episode in the queue this morning are y'all taking it is it four episodes a week from now on and i said i don't know i just was tired and the thing is now i'll say it again we work for ourselves um i am not gonna become a victim of the grind economy and grind myself to a nub when i feel tired when i need some time i'm taking it i don't got no boss other than me and karen and if we clear with each other then some days it might not be a show uh we do a lot of work especially for our premium people who mm-hmm. actually who actually do pay uh for for this stuff y'all be getting um, shit when nobody else does yeah like we do a lot of work man um and if you're not premium then you probably don't understand um the amount of work that we do because yeah, sometimes four five shows for that a week in addition to the other shows right um like we're guests on podcast often mm-hmm. especially like i was on 
the dominion recap on um, movie trailer reviews we both were on music ate my brains podcast Mm -hmm. uh, about problematic songs um those are saturday afternoons we're giving up in addition to the shows we do on the weekend Mm-hmm. um then you have you know we're doing movie reviews we did crazy rich asians then later on that night we did fear the walking dead recap like we see, did we do two movies this week yes and yes. we did mile 22 on thursday mm-hmm. my point being we're always working whether y'all see it or not correct um if you're not premium then you probably don't see it if you are if you are premium you definitely see it and you there's no way you're keeping up with all of it more than likely nobody's probably listening to every episode and every premium show um which is fine i i prefer it to be that way but uh yeah some days um you know we gotta take a day off um and like i said this week i'll be working um thursday and friday anyway you know uh if everything goes according to plan so you know and then back to grind saturday sunday you know (laughs) like so some days it might be a monday and i'm just like yo I, i can't do it you know i need to take this nap you know so anyway that's what you guys are hearing all right until uh uh saturday for the regular folks um i love you i love you too